Eventually, you're not going to be able to fill up your schedule. Eventually, you're going to have a moment where that same thought is going to be present and you're going to have a choice to whether you're going to deal with it or you're going to try to find other ways to fill it. And I think that's one of those moments in which the Lord is speaking to you. And it's, are you listening? Because he brought that back to you to let you know the doubt's there. It's normal. You are really feeling it. What are you going to do to address it? Are you going to draw nearer to me? Or are you going to reject me? Because he keeps giving us these opportunities to yes. make a choice. Yes. When we become a Christian, it's not a one moment decision. It's a lifelong decision. And we keep taking those steps forward. Hi there. Welcome to Study with Friends. I'm Paige, and today we begin a new series called Dealing with Doubt. This new series is a one-on-one interview with the goal of normalizing doubt, but with the focus of using it to grow our faith. This week, Holly sits down one-on-one with Fatima to really explore where our doubts can hide and how we can trust God with them. If you have to miss any of this program, we encourage you to find the rest of it on our website, studywithfriends.org. You can also listen on most streaming apps or for a different experience, you can watch the ladies on YouTube. Now let's begin today's program. We're doing a little bit of a different format today, uh, just two of us for an intimate conversation. Everybody knows who I am, but tell us a little bit about you, and then we're going to talk about doubts. So go ahead and introduce. Well, good morning. My name is (laughs) Fatima. Um, I am a Christian. I was raised Southern Baptist, but I am currently attending an EFC church where I am a member, and I've been there for about seven years now, I believe. And my walk on this life has just been a, a real journey like like everyone else's and so let's open in prayer god thank you for being with us thank you for bringing us together thank you for giving us opportunities to talk to each other and deepen our faith i know that you'll be with us we ask that you would increase your spirit in this time in this space that we may glorify you and we ask it in your son's name amen amen before we mic'd up um, you were talking a little bit about studying the book of Ruth, which I'd love for you to talk more about when you're thinking about Naomi's doubt. But is there more that you want to share? It's okay that you don't, if you don't, you can share whatever you want about your faith journey, if you feel like sharing it. Sure, I can share. Um, so I grew up attending um, Southern Baptist churches, but pretty seldom, like, so like Christmas, Easter, oh, Mother's okay. Day, Father's okay. Day, New Year's, those kind of times. But my parents, they grew up in the church and my grandmother is an evangelist and she took us to church. And But my walk and my faith really wasn't strong. Um, I would say that I was carried by the Lord's grace because of other people's prayers, mm. um, which put me in situations where I was able to see the Lord working, mm. even if I didn't recognize it. I came to know the Lord in college Um, I attended a religious school, um, and as a result, um, freshman year, everyone is required to get up and and go to church and Mm -hmm. attend chapel Mm -hmm. during the week. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that really helped encourage me to at least question Mm. who the Lord is for myself. Um, And then upon graduation, I decided, you know, I really enjoyed going to church on the weekly basis and decided to make that a part of my regular practice. And that's when I started to come to really know the Lord. In a more personal way. Yes. Sounds like you have some stories that, that we should uncover over time. I'm curious. That sounds like stories that I would want to hear because I, I think that anytime any of us have a story like that, it encourages 
the rest of us. You know, if, if I hear a story of how God worked in your life, that is really encouraging to me. And I think vice versa. And is there anything in particular that stands out? So yeah, just, um, you know, crashing three cars in nine months and being in some unhealthy relationships. But each time the Lord provided exits for me and safety for me and protection over me um, and would kind of call me back and say, like, I need you to go to you know this service or I need you to go and speak with this person who would encourage me to attend and encourage me to study um, the Bible. Tell me, I'm really putting you on the spot here, but you're going with it, so I'm going to keep doing it. Tell me more about when you said the Lord would tell me to, because what I'm hearing is that was pretty early in your walk. And I know because of my experience with people, there are a lot of people who are like, I don't know when the Lord is talking to me. I don't understand what people mean when they say God said. Can you speak to that a little bit? So that's a great question because even myself, sometimes I question Mm -hmm. How do I know when the Lord is speaking to me? Even now, I'm way more mature in my faith than I was in the past. But sometimes I'm like, I don't know if the Lord is speaking mm-hmm. to me. Same. Yeah. Because you're not sure if it's your voice or his. Mm-hmm. And and the more you care about something, the harder it is to discern. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like in those cases earlier, you really knew. So tell me a little bit about that. Um, it would be more like the Lord will make a way for me to do something that was not within my plan. Mm-hmm. Or um, I would have this urge to wake up earlier than I normally would Mm. on a Sunday. I hadn't been attending church for several months and all of a sudden I'm up at 6 a.m. Got it. You know, and I slept for two hours, but I'm ready to go. Okay. Now, did you know at the time or do you look back and say that was clearly, now it's clear to me that that was God or did you feel it at the time? Oh, at the time I didn't have a clue. Okay. That makes more sense to me. Why, why am I up after sleeping for three hours Mm -hmm. and I'm going to go to church and and I go and I'm there. There were other moments um, in terms of my like baptism mm-hmm. that I knew that he was saying, go wow. right now. And it, and I'm like, well, no, no, not right now. And then I start moving and I'm like, but I said not right mm. now. And so. Okay. So there were times when it was more clear than others. Yes. And it sounds like the way that your family raised you and maybe your grandmother is what I heard really just instilled that in you. And I think the Bible kind of assures us that when we raise our children in that way, he's faithful to that. Yes. Um, I think, and it, it's in there. We were going to talk about some, some, some ways that we cope with doubt, what we feel, um, questions we have. I want to normalize among the Christian community, at least those who participate with us and watch us, that doubts are normal mm-hmm. and we don't have to be worried that somehow our faith is falling apart doubts are human and that God can really cope with them. And he, he wants us to come to him. And, um, you know, Jeremiah 33, three says, ask, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you don't know. He's inviting us to talk to him about these things. And so can you tell me a little bit about what you were thinking? Cause you said you've been studying the book of Ruth. Sure. Um, I mean, like everyone else, I have that question of like, what is God's plan for my life? <laughs> Um, everything can be moving along seamlessly or, you know, even on a bumpy road. And I'm just thinking sometimes, is this really what the Lord wants for me? Mm-hmm. Um, or why is this happening or not, not happening? Or I've been praying over this. So for me, that's sometimes where doubt comes into play, especially um, in the last several months. That's been the big question. And my Monday night Bible study just started, the book of Ruth. And so I was reading it just as a, just to get an overview for the first time. 
I'm not really thinking about my life, just looking to get some context. Right. Um, but as I read it, I, I saw Naomi discussing her bitterness. And I thought, oh, that bitterness comes from uncertainty. That bitterness comes from questions. That bitterness comes from sadness. Things we all face mm -hmm. in life. Um, and it causes us to question, like, is this really what, what the Lord wanted from us? Mm -hmm. And so I just really related to that mm -hmm. and, and had questions for myself that I didn't realize I had mm -hmm. when, I, when I read that passage. Yeah. So Naomi is going through a really hard time. You want to give us a little context on Naomi? Sure. So um, she is um, a, a believer. Her husband and her children, they relocated um, to um, an unholy land just because of worldly circumstances, living in famine and looking for a better life. But after that move, um, she lost her husband, mm -hmm. and then she wound up losing both of her children. Mm -hmm. And she decided that she needed to return home, but she felt that the Lord had abandoned her and was actually punishing her. Mm -hmm. um, and so she had questions about who he was in her life mm -hmm. um, and decided to return home, and her daughters-in-law decided to follow along with her um, on the journey. And twice she told them that they could leave and return. And Ruth didn't. Mm -hmm. She stayed with her. Mm -hmm. um, and eventually, um, Ruth, she, I'm sorry, Naomi's family was restored. But there's so much to tease out from that story. I think for those of us who have been in the church for a long time, there are echoes between Naomi and Job. And interesting parallels because Job's friends questioned if Job was being punished also. What is your thought on how we deal with trials as punishment? because there's a lot of division in the church about this, like cultural things have happened to the United States and things happen to us personally. Um, is COVID some kind of a punishment? There's a lot of conversation about that. I'm curious your, your thought on it. I think when you're in the midst of it, it definitely feels like a punishment. But if you reference the word and you go back to um, the New Testament and you're reading, um, you'll see that the Lord is not giving you a circumstance to punish you. Mm -hmm. He's giving you a circumstance to increase your dependency on him mm -hmm, and your willingness to lean on him and your trust in him. Um, and so I don't, I, I don't believe that the Lord gives us things purposely to punish us. So I think it's normal for us to feel like anything negative mm -hmm. is some kind of a punishment. So not to minimize pain or trials um, and not to trivialize them into, oh, well, you know, you weren't walking closely enough with the Lord, so he allowed this in your life. Everything is a case by case. And, and if you're experiencing pain, if you're experiencing issues like that, I think it's important to talk to a trusted Christian friend about how God is in that. But from a global standpoint, there are two things that came to mind. First, you just said it. Naomi's family was restored. I'm going to say some theologically maybe dicey things here, but that's okay because I'm whatever. First, I would say that Naomi's family wasn't restored only for Naomi's sake. What we see, and when you say Naomi's family was restored, Ruth married Boaz and they had a child, which was a blessing to Naomi, but that was actually the in the line of Jesus. And so God had a, a blessing for Naomi who had remained faithful, a blessing for Ruth who had remained faithful, 
But he had a much bigger plan that he was executing. And I think there's something for us to understand there. In the midst of pain, it's hard for us to see beyond our own lives. And that's totally normal. And God wants to comfort us and he wants to bring people around us who love us. And he does not want us to feel alone or isolated in our pain. Pain is part of the human experience, but he will comfort us. But he has a bigger plan. And I've said this before, it's a bit of a smackdown when Job responds. I mean, when God responds to Job. And I think it's one of the Bible's most explicit ways of dealing with doubt. And I'd like to read some pieces of it just so that people understand the tone that God is taking. Starts in chapter 38 of Job. Job had asked God a lot of very reasonable questions. And if you're doubting or if you're experiencing pain or tragedy, this is a great book to read. People don't read a lot of Job. People don't read a lot of Lamentations, but they're really, they're in there for a reason. The reason being to show us how common and normal and natural these doubts are. So in chapter 38, the Lord responds to Job and he says, Things like, where were you when I laid the earth's foundation? Tell me if you understand who marked off its dimensions. Surely you know. God is being sarcastic here. Surely you know who stretched a measuring line across it. On what were its footings set? Who laid its cornerstone? What he's, what he's pointing out to Job is, there's a lot more to my plan, my oversight than what you are experiencing. He, he goes on to say, have you ever given orders to the morning or shown the dawn its place? And, and actually, I call it a smackdown because it goes on for three, several chapters. <laughs> and I don't want to give the impression that that means that God is unsympathetic or he responds to our pain and our doubts with sarcasm because I don't think that's true. He doesn't do it con consistently through the Bible. There's that one moment where he's coping with Job, but I think it's worthy for us to spend some time thinking about that. I don't know. I, I hate to say as Americans, I feel like I say that all the time, but we're very self-centered and I don't think that's doing our faith any favors. It's hard because of our natural self-centeredness it's hard for us to remember God's plan is bigger than me. And what I'm experiencing right now might not be about me at all. It's just my piece of God's plan. Um, and that forces us to really deepen our faith because then we have to, to reconcile, is God sovereign? Is God good? These are huge questions. But I think it starts with an understanding of it's bigger than me. And then we have, we have a question to reconcile. Am I going to trust that or am I going to reject that and not want to participate in it? Which, by the way, we don't really get that much of a choice. We have to participate in God's creation whether we like it or not. Um, do you think that there's something to what I'm saying? What, do you, what are your thoughts on, on what I'm pointing out? I wholeheartedly agree. The Lord wants us and he designed us to be a part of a community. And while we have this inclination due to our sin to focus on ourselves um, and want to isolate ourselves from the community and focus on what is best for us, mm -hmm. that's not a part of his plan. And I think that that's one of the ways in which doubt comes to play because we're so focused on what's happening to us in this exact moment um, that we're not seeing where we fit in, in terms of our 
family community because the Lord isn't focused on one specific place within the United States or on the Western Hemisphere. He's not focused on that. This is his atmosphere, mm-hmm. and he's moving all around it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he's weaving it together. Yeah, all the time he's weaving it together. Yeah, for our good mm-hmm. and his glory. Absolutely. So I think that it's important to kind of focus on that because then it makes the trials that we endure a little bit easier to bear. I'm not alone in this. I'm not the only one who is suffering from any specific thing. All the really real things mm-hmm. that people are going through, none of us are doing it singularly. Yeah. And it's interesting from your story comes another piece that I think it's helpful for us to focus on. We have a choice about our intentionality to see him or not see him. Earlier you said, well, I didn't really know at the time, but now I look back and I can see that he was at work. If you weren't intentional about doing that, if you were just going through your life in a very unintentional, not paying attention way, it's very easy to miss God at work. So I think that's another really important element. I think it's it's related because our community helps us to see God at work in our lives where you might be just too deep in it. I can come alongside you and say, here's where I see God at work. Time helps us to see where he was at work and what he was doing. Can you speak to that at all? I think the relationship piece is a, is a huge component coming alongside of someone um, or, and even just witnessing someone else's circumstances gives us that. Yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking back to my college days when I didn't really know the Lord, but seeing other people's circumstances and how the Lord was working in their life helped to push my relationship with the Lord. Yeah. Their faith, whether they were believers or not, still showed Mm -hmm. that the Lord was moving. Amen. Strengthening of our faith is the opposite of doubt. And so, you know, when we think about doubt, and even as we've been doing it around the table, we've been really hitting it head on. Like, let's answer the questions, and I believe in that. But there are other avenues to cope with doubt. And I'm really excited that this is kind of raising up here because it's a different approach, but a really important approach that when you're feeling doubt, your natural inclination is going to be to walk away and not press in and not spend time with believers because you feel maybe a little bit misplaced. The best place for you to go when you feel doubt is among the community, not because they're going to talk you out of it, although they may. (laughs) They may have some really good answers or the Lord may use them to speak into your circumstance. That can happen. It has happened. But by osmosis, like you just talked about, like I may come to Bible study, I'm feeling doubt, I'm, I'm shaky in my faith. And so I just don't say much that day. But what happens around me is people are witnessing and testifying either to their own doubt, their own questions, or ways that God was working in their lives. And I leave refreshed, reminded that God has worked in my life. I think that that's part of the, the reason that he uses the community, mm-hmm. right? Because we're able, he's able to move within us as a group and put resources in place. Mm-hmm. Our inclination is to isolate and be alone, fill ourselves and our time with other things so that we don't even have to deal with it. Yes. Completely avoid. I'm going to jam pack my schedule because I'm doubting. And if I don't have to think about anything from the time I wake up until the time I go to sleep because I'm so busy, Amen. that doubt's it. still going to be there, but I don't have to focus yes. on the doubt. And so it's not really there yeah. and I don't have to address it. But that eventually you're not going to be able to fill up your schedule. Eventually you're going to have a moment in the shower mm-hmm. or in the car where that same thought is going to be present. And you're going to have a choice to whether you're going to deal with it 
or you're going to try to find other ways to fill it. And I think that's one of those moments in which the Lord is speaking to you. Yeah. And it's, are you listening? Yes. Because he brought that back to you to let you know the doubts there. It's normal. You are really feeling it. What are you going to do to address it? Are you going to draw nearer to me? Mm -hmm. Or are you going to reject me? Because he keeps giving us these opportunities to make a choice. When we become a Christian, Mm -hmm. it's not a one moment decision. It's a lifelong decision. Mm -hmm. And we keep taking those steps forward. Mm -hmm. And he he pursues us. So in the same way, yeah, sometimes to our chagrin. So yes, everything we just said is true. His vision is global his weaving together of his kingdom story is complex and broad but he also really pays personal attention to us Mm -hmm. and when we have a spirit of doubt a spirit of fear a spirit of pain he pursues us to comfort us is there more you want to say about naomi or other doubts i i I feel like this has been a really productive conversation i think the only other thing i want to say about naomi is um you know it's, it's normal, you know, to have doubt. But while she had doubts, she still knew that she was called by the Lord um, to conduct herself in certain ways, and she still followed that. And that was an encouragement to someone else and led Ruth to know the Lord in a way that she would not have had Naomi not had that doubt. When you say living a life of faithfulness and how that was a witness to Ruth, can you dig into that just a tiny bit? Sure. So Naomi still followed the Lord's plan for what she was supposed to do upon the death of her husband and children. Mm -hmm. She was to return to her homeland and seek her community. Mm -hmm. Her community was to, while her life wasn't going to be easy as a widow, she was still called to come back um, and be supported by her community. Mm -hmm. Um, And while it wasn't easy to get there and to stay there, she did so. She also followed the custom of looking for um, the person whom could restore her family or redeem her family according to the path that the Lord had laid out. She recognized it may not happen through me, but it can happen through someone else. And because of that, Ruth was, was drawn in. I'm going to follow your God. I'm going to follow you where you go. I go, Mm -hmm. your God is going to be my God. Yeah. Interesting that also Naomi wasn't afraid to express her anger and frustration with God. And she let people around her see that too. Yep. But they saw that her faith, and she she didn't stop believing that God was real. She just was right, rightfully and understandably upset. And I think sometimes witnessing to people around us to the truth that the Christian life is not perfect unicorns and rainbows all the time, that can actually be sometimes more meaningful than just spouting platitudes and Bible verses all the time. Do you know what I mean? Yep. It had to be comforting to Ruth because she's a grieving widow as well. So she's saying if Naomi can be grieving loss of not only her husband, but her children, Mm -hmm. and yet she still is walking with the Lord, how can I not? And and don't we all in the end, like believers or non-believers, we're all looking for meaning in our lives. And such a strong testimony that Naomi had, to Ruth because she was able to be transparent in that difficult time. Yeah. yeah. And it was, it was winsome to Ruth. She was like, there's something there. I'm interested. I want I want that. And not only do I want that, but I'm willing to 
if I don't understand it, I'm still going to go through with it. Because as a new believer, you don't understand it all. Even as a, as a seasoned believer, we still don't understand it all. But being strong enough to say, there's something there. I'm going to go after it. I'm going to walk along. I'm going to take that path. And God's going to walk alongside you. Let's pray it out. Thanks, God. Thank you for Fatima and for this time and for your word that teaches us how to be faithful, how to witness to you, how to witness to others, and how to deal with our own doubts. We thank you in Jesus' name. Hi, this is Carol, and I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. We are a donor-funded organization, and while all the women who participate in our studies are volunteers, there are many costs and expenses that need to be covered by you, our listening audience. Please prayerfully consider supporting us with a one-time gift, or even better, become a monthly donor. Just go to our website, studywithfriends.org, and click on the Donate tab. Also, please pray for us as we seek to fulfill our mission to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ through the fellowship of Bible study and the careful examination of your faith. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram and check out our videos and podcasts on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, or Stitcher. And please remember that our studies cannot substitute for being involved in a Bible-believing church that is close to you, where you can live out all aspects of the Christian life. God bless.